And then I got back to the States, and I'm just a young guy, and I went to this thing in America called General Council when all the pastors and churches get together, and who did I see but Lillian and her husband, Abe. And I didn't know this at the time, but I was sitting next to Pastor Poon just catching up as he was elected corporate vice president of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and he still had time for a young guy like me wondering what I was supposed to be when I grew up while I was busy growing up. Uh, and so a couple years ago when I was able to reestablish connection uh, with the Poons, it was a blessing, and I begged them, would they please come share with us and uh, just spend some time with our church family? He said yes, and he made it work for this weekend. So we're very glad to welcome you, Dr. Poon. Thanks so much for coming, and you'll hear more about their story later on. Hi, good morning. Can you give me go down a little bit? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael finally grew up, I say. <laughs> From a young man uh, to a pastor of this church, and I was really, really excited uh, to see all of you this morning. Uh, last week we had a, uh, a school that in, in the ark. We spent five days. It just came out yesterday, and before that we were in Taiwan. And I came back on Sunday, and there was a big gathering of the other alliance leaders. Not this group alliance, but the other alliance leaders. Uh, Gordon Seal and all these other <laughs> good friends. And, uh, and the place of celebration was in MOT. <laughs> I got there, you know, getting out of MTR. And then when I came out, you know, people yelled at me and said, Mochi, shameless! Shameless! What happened? What happened? I heard of OC, Occupy Central. Uh, but I didn't know that they could not occupy Central, but they were driven to MOT area. And uh, it was quite confusing. I saw young men putting on plastic stuff and saying that, okay, plastic bullets, plastic bullets. And the other guy saying that tear gas, tear gas coming. And that was 6 o'clock on Sunday. It was first time close and very up close. And I saw the angry young men all over the place. I get up, try to get in uh, United Center, Tongajungsam. I can get in. It was all closed. And uh, eventually I had to find a security and let me in. Went up there, saw all the other alliance leaders and... Uh, President of the uh, ABS, Longalon, and he said that my heart is so heavy today when I saw what's happening out there. Gordon and his wife had to walk all the way from his home. And uh, a lady was coming, she was trying to fix her hair, trying to look good. Yeah. Uh, she arrived close to seven. Six o'clock, the first set of tear gas was set out. And, we, and I saw it, it came up. Little bit, people dispersed and came back. And then later on, when Lillian came, uh, they, was, uh, they, uh, they were supposed to close down the uh, MOT, MTR station so that nobody can get in and out. And Lillian was on the last train. I uh, just pick her up, get her in. Wow. 
It reminded me of 1967, before most of you were born. It also reminded me of 1954, before all of you were born. <laughs> 1964 was, uh, okay, except you, okay. <laughs> 1950s was the left, left wing versus the right wing. Uh, and the KMT against the communist. And uh, uh, the first time I sensed tear gas and uh, the tear actually came out. Uh, little did I know that years later, I'm going to be in the midst of the tear gas. So when Lillian came off of the last train that stopped at MOT, there was 7 o'clock and there was a second series of tear gas that came out. And uh, what, a, what a time in Hong Kong. Occupy Central or not Occupy Central. Last night, all night long in Hong Kong, and people came out shuffling each other, kicking each other, yelling at each other. The Hong Kong I came to love has become a place of confusion. And people do not know where they stand. Even pastors... Let me tell you all the important key pastors of the alliance, the other alliance group. And even when we were sharing, many of them will hold different opinion. And one of the pastors' kids will say that after this banquet, I'm going to go to Occupy Central. One of the pastors' kid, And I asked that pastor friend, are you going to go with her? He said, yeah, I'm going to go with her. I said, be careful. Don't get your face on the camera. <laughs> How can we pray for Hong Kong? How can we have somebody that is for OC and somebody that is against OC? <laughs> Some of them are pro-HKG, Hong Kong government. Some of them are pro-the regime to the north. How can this group of people gather together? How can this group of believers get together and pray? Because they all have their own agenda. How can we? We can even talk to each other. Then how can we pray together? This is a hard time as a church. Now how do we pray? Shall we pray protection for the police? The law enforcement people? The reporters, shall we pray for the protection of the young students and the leaders of this movement at that time? We do not know how to pray. That's what, exactly what Romans 8 talks about. We do not know how to pray for Hong Kong and for a time that we all were all so perplexed and confused and the Lord reminded me I gave my word that's why you need to come this afternoon we're going to learn how to pray together not according to our own agenda but according to the word of God because the word of God is alive dynamic and powerful without any human agenda because the Word of God is totally 100% God's agenda. 
And we learn how to pray the word of God together that there will be unity. We've been teaching people to pray this type of prayer for a long time. And right now there are 20 some points all around the world. From the rising of the sun to its setting, there is a group of people, there is a group of what we call fire on the altar, we, we call FOTA, praying. And many of them are now praying for Hong Kong. And they are not praying according to human knowledge or preference or agenda. But they pray the heart of God. And every day we read the same scripture. People around the world read the same scripture and we pray the same word of God. And we can see how God can change Hong Kong. Not because of what we want. Most of our prayer, we have an agenda and we go to ask God to do our agenda for us. But when we pray the word of God, it is completely different. It will change your life. It will change the life of your church. After pastoring a church for 40 years, I know what works and I know what doesn't work. Praying according to our own agenda does not work. You can pray all you want to. Nothing happens. But when we pray God's heart and God's pleasure and God's will, God will do miraculous things for Hong Kong. And I assure you that God will do the same thing in your church. After pastoring 40 years in one church, and only one church, when we are asked to interim because there was another uh, Chinese church in New York because of the pastor had gone through a moral failure and the whole church is falling apart it's thousands some people and uh, this church asked us to go and pastor them and to take care of all the confusion and somewhat like what's going on in Hong Kong so when we went there, people expected us to pull something from our sleeves, you know, your 40 years of experience and whatever. Oh, how are you going to fix this broken church, wounded church? Everybody was so downcast, it's not even funny to go on Sunday. So when we went there, we just taught them how to spend time with Abba, and then use his word to pray for yourself and for the church, you know what? Within six months, the whole church turned around, and they are experiencing a mini revival right now. Lives of people are changed. Hopelessness has turned into hope, and God's presence once again came to that church. We did nothing. Just teach people how to read the word and pray the word, Okay? So if you want to experience any kind of revival in this church, come this afternoon at 2.30. Only with very little faith, we only bought a, just a handful of material. But if you come, we'll make everything available to you. Okay? So this is how we pray for Hong Kong. And this afternoon, we are going to pray for Hong Kong with the Word of God. If you have never done that, I invite you to come 2.30. Okay? Okay. Let's pray. Father God, we want to honor you this morning. We want to know why are we here on earth. What is the purpose of our existence? What is our place in your kingdom? And Father God, we want to know your heart, not only for Hong Kong, not only for this church, not only for us, but 
your mission for mankind. So, Father God, we want to go back to Genesis, to the beginning, to know your heart. Open our minds so that we may listen to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Genesis 1. The very beginning, we'll read from verse 26 to verse 29. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Genesis 1, 26 to 29. Three points I'm going to tell you, okay? So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to shut up. Okay? So, this is it. Three points. The first point, as you read, then you know that as God created us, He created us with a vision for mankind. How come God created Adam and Eve? How come God created male and female, man and woman? There's a purpose. That is the vision of God for the whole world. Vision, number one. Verse 26 and 27. Okay? In case you missed it, you can go back and read it again. My second point is mission. Now, if God has a vision for mankind, then He's going to tell us what to do, isn't it? From a vision, then we'll receive a mission. Okay? If God had a vision and give us the mission for our lives as a humankind, then God will give us provision. God will provide all our needs so that we can execute whatever the mission God has given to us. Okay? So, repeat. <laughs> what is number one? Vision. Whose vision? Not your vision. As Michael comes to this church, a lot of people will ask, what is your vision for this church? Wrong question. The question that needs to be asked is, what is God's vision for this church? Not what I want to see, but what God has seen in this church. Isn't it vision? What is number two? Mission. What are we going to do? Okay, we have a God's vision given to us. Then we receive a marching order from the Lord. Then we know what to do, okay? What is the last point? Provision. And God is going to provide, isn't it? Okay? Very clear? Okay? You get the three points? You get it? Okay? Then you can go home. <laughs> okay, let's read. As we read, we bear those three points in mind. Verse 26. If you have the word, let's read together. Any kind of version will do. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. 
And God said, See, I have given you every herb that you seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit you seed. To you it shall be for food. What is the vision that God has for mankind? How come God is making us as unique from all the other creations? God's image, isn't it? How come God is making us in His image and according to His or their likeness? The plural pronoun could be the plural of majesty or a reference to the Trinity, isn't it? So we, as being created, we have the image of God, we have the likeness of God. Take a look at a piece of rock. Do you see the image of God? No. Take a look at your pet, at your little dog. Do you see God's image in your dog? No. It only barks. Okay. Look at the fish of the sea. Look at the birds of the air. Do they carry the image of God? No. The only true representation of God on earth is humankind, you and me. So we're supposed to have the image and the likeness of God for one purpose. Because we are down here, God is up there. So God has created the whole world. What happened? Then we need to represent God on earth. Because simply for the fact of creation and the purpose of creation of mankind. It is to carry the image and likeness of God. So when God created us, we're supposed to represent Him on earth. Whatever He wants to do on earth, then we'll do it for Him. Do you remember the Lord's Prayer? What, did, what does the Lord teach us to pray? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now how is God going to bring down His kingdom, His rule on earth, how is he going to execute his will on earth? It is through one, one species and one species alone. That is you and me. That is the humankind. So humankind representing God supposed to have a very important part on earth. We are not just one of the animals. We are not just one of those that creep out from evolution. We are not just happen to be there. We are here for a reason. We are here to represent God and God's rule and God's kingdom and so that the whole earth will be the Lord's. That is our mission. Related to the vision of God because when God created us and He had a vision that one day mankind will be ruling the whole earth according to the heart of God so that the whole earth will be filled with God's glory. True? That is the vision of God. God saw it. And if you read all the Bible and even to the end of the book of Revelation, then one day the, all the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of God. And who is going to reign? And Christ is going to reign, isn't it? And He eventually will reign. We have all the different kingdoms, nations, 
people, languages, and whatnot. But in the end, all things will merge into the lordship and kingship of Jesus Christ. That is God's vision. What went wrong? Man's sin. We gave up all this God's vision. We went after our own vision. We went after the forbidden fruit. We sinned. And what happened? Then the serpent came in and we're not able to fulfill what God has given to us. The vision of God. The second point, the mission of God. What does God want us to do? When He gave us His image, His likeness, we are supposed to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle and everything that creeps on the earth. That means that we have all dominion over the air, the land, and the sea. Okay? We have God's Air Force. Okay, Air Force, okay? We have God's army, okay? The land soldiers, and we have also God's submarine, and the sea and under the sea. We have dominion over everything. How do you know that you have dominion? When you have dominion over another species, that means that you can eat them. Okay? When you can eat them, be okay. Do you, do you eat birds? Do you eat swabs, pigeon? Chicken cannot fly, but we count them in anyway. Okay, eat birds, okay? You, you eat turkey? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas coming, okay? So when you eat something, you have dominion over something, isn't it? Do you eat the animal? Do you, do you eat a cattle? Do you eat beef? Do you eat pork? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that you have dominion over them. I was like, okay. So, vegetarians, you only have dominion over the plants. Okay? You eat fish. Mmm, I love fish. Okay? You like crabs and shrimps. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay? I love coming to Hong Kong because in the States, I only eat one and a half meals a day. But when I'm here, I eat five meals a day. <laughs> the regular three meals plus what? You have afternoon tea and you have yeah. <clears throat> okay? Uh, you, you eat before you go to bed. That's why, you know, we seems to be overweight. When you eat something, you have dominion over something. Okay? So don't eat your wife. Okay. <laughs> God created man in his own image. <clears throat> so verse 28, then comes the mission part. God blessed them and then God gave them the mission of their lives. The first part, there are four parts to the mission. The first part is be fruitful and multiply. Increase yourself. Okay? So Adam went before the Lord. The Lord said, Be fruitful. Have more children. Multiply. Okay? And so Adam probably will ask, Lord, uh, I'm by myself. How, how can I reproduce myself? I said, God, God said, hey, don't worry about it. Next chapter, I'm going to give you a woman. Okay? <laughs> so man and woman together, what do they do? They make babies, isn't it? Do you like to make babies? This is a command of God, isn't it? You need to be fruitful and multiply. How many kids do you have? One? 
Two, in Hong Kong, people don't like to have too many kids. Maybe we want just for fun. <laughs> so I think the average is about 1.2. How can you have 0.2 baby? It never came about. So end, end up most of them only have one child. That's why you like to go to China, one child policy, and now they change it. Okay. <laughs> A young couple came and talked with me and asked me, now we have one child, uh, Pastor and how many children should we have? How many? So if you're a pastor, you know, your, your church people came and asked you, uh, how many children should we have? So I said, you came to the wrong person. Pastor Poon loved children. My answer is, as many as possible. <laughs> and then he said, is that biblical? I said, have you read the Bible? Just turn to the first page. Page one says what? Be fruitful and multiply. Did the Lord give any limits? Quota? Okay, one child policy? No, in God, there is no one child policy. There is unlimited child policy. <laughs> if you are Adam, maybe uh, then you can want to ask God, God, how come I need to have so many? It's hard to take care of children in this day and age. Okay? There is no domestic help. <laughs> it's just me and Eve, okay? No domestic help, okay? No international school right there in Eden, okay? How? You know, we're working so hard, tending the land, all those, okay? Both of us are working. The Lord said, that's a reason for you to have many kids. What's the reason? The second part of the mission is to what? To fill the earth. Because the earth is all empty. You need to fill the earth. God said, because I have created you to represent me on earth. That is why you need to go to every part of the created world to tell people about me, to share my glory with them, to tell them the knowledge of the true God and their Creator. That is why you need to reproduce so that you can have more in your army to send to different places. How many continents are there? Five. Okay, so if you have five kids, then you can send one to Asia, one to Europe, one to Africa, one to Australia, one to the Americas. Okay? So at least you, you need to have five. Okay? Or else there would not be enough children to go around, isn't it? Okay? So the Lord said, go and fill the earth because you represent me. I need my representation, my embassy in every land, in every city, in every village. I want you to have your children. Today, if you go to... Europe, then you can find out that the white population is shrinking. Why? Because they are not having babies. What other kind of population is exploding? The Middle Eastern people, the people from Africa. You know how many children they have? Countless. 
all over the place, okay? Those Christian families, we refuse to have children. You know, when you have children in a Christian family, and when you bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and when they know the Lord early in their lives, you know what happened? You are, pro- you are reproducing Christians, isn't it? How come Christian family do not reproduce Christians? And let the Muslim family reproduce Muslims. The Buddhist family having tons of kids. Okay? Uh, that's not fair. Okay? <laughs> you have the responsibility to reproduce because God wants you to bring up godly, another godly generation to represent God in this world. And what is that? That is to fill the earth so that they can go in Jesus' name to tell other people about God and His plan. And as they go, the Lord said that you will subdue. You will subdue because in God's all-knowing mind, He already knew that one day Satan is going to come into the world. One day the world will become like Hong Kong. We'll be so confused, we'll be so dominated by sin of that brought in by the enemy, and what is Satan, the devil himself. So whenever you go, the Lord told Adam that you need to subdue the land. Anything, any work of the enemy in the land, you need to subdue it. So when Jesus was on earth, you know what happened to him? He subdued the work of the enemy. When somebody gets sick, Okay, what did he do? He healed the sick. When somebody was filled by the evil spirit, he cast out the evil spirit, and then he proclaimed the kingdom of God. He subdued the work of the enemy. God is doing his work, but the enemy is doing his work. Can you see the work of the enemy in Hong Kong? You see the people with our home, the homeless people, spending their cold nights under the freeways? Have you seen people in Hong Kong having mental illness? They're beside themselves. Have you seen those people in Hong Kong that are depressed without hope? Have you seen the poor? Have you seen the sick, the demon-possessed? Those are the work of the enemy. Because when Christ comes, He's going to give us life and life abundantly. But when the devil comes, when the thieves come, he only does three things. He steals. He steals from you. He kills. He destroys. And that is why the whole world is in chaos. Nice people, young people, full of ideal, idealistic future of what Hong Kong is supposed to be like. And then somebody told them, that you need to go this way, you need to go that way. You know what happened? They are dropping everything. And then there is mass hysteria. We need to go and OC. We need to go, we need to go. We need to support, we need to do that. We need to do that. In every time when God changed a regime, it is through the crying of His people. It is only through prayer. For example, when the Israelites, when they were in Egypt, what happened? They were under oppressive regime of the Pharaoh. They couldn't even live a normal life. Okay, they were slaves. 
oppression. Okay. So what happened? They cried out to the Lord and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron and took them out. Later on in the time of the judges, the same way, because they sinned against God, they were under oppression of foreign country, foreign armies. When the people cried out to the Lord, the Lord would send judges to help, to deliver them. In every era of human history, when there is an oppressive regime, the reaction from God's people is not to rebel and kick somebody and just cry out something or whatever to show force or to force the government to do something. Because we have a higher authority. Because we can subdue it. And the only way that we can subdue it is through what? It's through prayer. The Lord showed His disciples how to cast out demons, how to heal the sick, how to cancel out the work of the enemy. The devil wants people to suffer. But God wants people to have health, to enjoy life, to be in His kingdom. So, God said, Adam, you need to have kids. How come? Because you can send them all over the place to represent me. So what did they do when they go there? First of all, when they see the work of the devil, they are going to subdue it. They're going to take it out. When you see poverty, what happened? Take it out. When you see Ebola, okay, what do you do? You help and take it out. You got to take it out. Okay, subdue the work of the enemy. And in the end, what happened? The fourth thing that the Lord told Adam was that you may have dominion. You're going to rule, you're going to bring down the rule of God into the place that you are in. And that is why when Jesus came, the first message the Lord preached was, the time is here, and the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. God is going to come and rule you. And because when you are under God's rule, God's kingdom come into your life. When Hong Kong has come under God's rule, the whole Hong Kong will experience God's rule. And when God's dominion is here, what happened? Then everybody will live a good life. It's only when God and only when God rules here on earth. So Adam received the mission. Okay? Have more babies and send them all over the place, subdue the work of the enemy, and then bring in the kingdom of God. Okay? So if you read uh, when Jesus sent out the ceremony, uh, Jesus told them uh, how to evangelize. And they said, you go to a place, uh, you bless them, uh, you make friends with them, you eat with them, and then you look at their fell needs, and there is anything the devil is doing in their mess, you pray, you heal the sick, you cast out the demons, and then, finally, what happened? Then you proclaim the kingdom to them. Proclamation of the kingdom, proclamation evangelism comes at the end. As you subdue the work of the enemy, as you go. What does this remind you of? The Great Commission, isn't it? We have to be fruitful and multiply. Okay. Make disciples of all the nations. Okay. And then you go, you go, you fill the earth. Okay. You subdue the work of the enemy. Teach them whatever I have commanded you. And I am with you till the end of the age. And the authority of God will be with you. And this is the commission. 
that the Lord has given to us. And he gave this to Adam also with something in mind so that he could sustain himself. The provision, the provisions come at the end. And the Lord said, every tree, every herb you can eat, you will enjoy it. You will enjoy my provision. So as you go, God is going to provide for all your needs. Do you know that in 2004, we, were, we, we took over an orphanage in, in Guangxi in China. Okay? And then very soon, the Lord gave us a, uh, 80 acres of land in China. We are not even an NGO in China, but we own land. We are the only group in China that can own land. And our 80 acres of land is with the freehold. We don't have any expiration date. We own land in China. Okay, that's the Lord's provision. And it's because He sent us there and the Lord will give us everything that we need. Yes, today maybe you look at yourself saying that, okay, maybe I don't have much. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. But let me tell you, if you understand the vision of God, and you take along his mission and go, what happened is, in the end, the Lord will be responsible. How come you're experiencing some kind of poverty, some kind of difficulties? You know why? Because you're not doing God's work. You're not doing his will. You are doing something on your own. Your own vision, your own mission, and now your own provision. That is why there is nothing that you have. How do you know that you are doing God's will? Is when God has given you the vision and the mission and also the provision. Do you have God's vision for your life? Do you know what you are supposed to be doing? Do you know your mission in life? What is God doing in this time of your life? And what is God's provision? Provision is automatic. God said, Okay, just go and eat everything you can eat. Okay, you can eat the things in the air, you can eat the things on earth, you can eat the things at sea. Wow. Do you like it? Let's take on the mission for the humankind. Even the Lord repeated the same mission to Noah. After that, when he called Abraham, repeat the same thing. So go back to read about all those missions that God has given to us. It is an extension of the original, the original mission for mankind is to bring God's presence in the world. I want to challenge you. You represent God. God look at you as different because you represent Him. You have His image and likeness. Look at the one next to you. Do you see God's image in them? Huh? Smile. Uh, then, then you can see it clearer. <laughs> you have God's image. His stamp of approval is on you. I challenge you to bring in God's presence wherever you go. Tell other people about the Lord. You're not in Hong Kong for no reason. You're not in Hong Kong this time, this critical time for no reason. In God, there is no accident. The fact that you are here at this critical moment in the history of Hong Kong, 
You need to pray. You need to bring God's presence in everywhere that you go. You need to uh, influence those people around you and so that God's rule will come to Hong Kong. Let's pray. Dear Father, we want to thank you for your word. And Father, we gladly receive from you the mission that you have given to humankind. So Father, help us to be fruitful and multiply. Help us to make many, many, not only physical children, but also spiritual children. So Father, as we go, we tell people about your heart and your will. And so that more and more will come under your dominion. And so, Father, we ask you to give us the provision, give us the power and authority to overcome the work of the devil. And as, as we are here today, Father, we pray for Hong Kong. We know that the devil is doing a number in, in the population of Hong Kong. We want to ask you to reverse the work of the enemy, to take away the work of the enemy and so that there will not be enmity between people and people. But then your rule will be here. Your dominion will be in Hong Kong. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.